Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. Amen. Anybody excited about that word we just heard? Amen. Thank God for the messenger tonight. Amen. Thank God for the word tonight. Amen. Come on, somebody worship the Lord. Thank God for the man of God tonight who delivered the word tonight. Amen. And I'm asking myself, how in the world do I get to preach behind that? Jesus. I thought, man, just give an altar call so I can go home. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank God he still moves us through seasons. When you don't understand, understand God has a perfect plan. And because we have to deal with this thing called life does not mean God's plan stops. The problem we deal with is we want God to just hurry up and get us through the process. But I understand something. Serving God, we go through ups and downs, seasons and out of seasons, highs and lows. But God's plan is ultimately going to come to pass. Can we say amen? I remember a faithful servant. I remember going to the hospital when I got the news that she had received cancer. And uh, she said, Brother Harper, I understand something. Don't, don't cry for me. She said, because God is faithful. She said, but I'm excited. And the family was sort of upset. She said, because I'm excited because I know this. That if I stay faithful to God, and if God chooses not to heal me on this side, when he says, well done, I good and faithful servant, and I enter in on the other side, I can't take cancer with me on the other side. I can't take diabetes with me on the other side. Hear me, if you're staying faithful to God on this side, when he says, well done, no matter what you had to deal with on this side, you can't take it to where God's going right now. Come on, lift your hands right now in this house. I feel the spirit of the Lord in this house. Amen. Amen. If you'll give me just a little bit of time to try and deliver this word, and if you promise don't get out of hand, we'll let the Lord have his way. Somebody say amen. amen. Ephesians chapter 5. Amen. I want to honor. Amen the leadership of this church tonight. I commend you as an evangelist uh, traveling this country. There are pastors that I know that are afraid to slip away. But it's always good to know that the pastor can leave and the church is in good hands. You are blessed tonight, amen. You are blessed beyond measure and God is well pleased that uh, even though the pastor has slipped away and uh, I think Brother Chris said he probably put on 10 pounds and all that other good stuff that goes with cruising. Amen. We're still baptizing people in Jesus' name. We're still knocking doors and passing out tracks. And God is still moving, can we say, man? Ephesians chapter 5 tonight. Amen. Give honor to my friend, my brother. I believe all the times I've been coming here, today was the first time I was actually able to sit down and pick his brain and pick his wife's brain and, man, and pick his kid's brain. And, man, we just had a phenomenal time. But to see their heartbeat and their compassion for young people, man, parents, you are blessed. 
that there are men and women of God who pray and they put in the time and the effort and all the arrangements, amen, to get your kids to have a good camp. Amen. Thank you, Brother Chris, and, amen, and his wife. We appreciate you and we love you and we're looking forward to what God's going to do. Ephesians chapter 5, amen, verse 16. When you're there, somebody said, Jesus is God. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be not, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Somebody say, I want to know what God's will is. I want to know that in this evil day what God's will is. And he says, and to be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the spirit the days are evil I simply want to know what God's will is for my life in the day that we're living in simply be filled with the spirit I want to preach tonight on the help of the Lord with those sub with those words be filled with the spirit amen would you lift your hands and help me pray Lord we love you tonight we thank you, God, for every word, every song that has led us this far. God, for the anointing of God to fall in this house. God, I need the Spirit of God to reside in me tonight, to move through me tonight, Lord. I pray that you will fill this house with conviction and faith. God, fill somebody with the Holy Ghost right now, Lord. Prepare your heart right now, Jesus. Oh, I pray, God, right now that we see signs, wonders, and miracles tonight, Lord. Help us to come out of our comfort zones and our shells. Even though this is an evil day, God, your will is that we be filled with the Spirit tonight. And I promise, God, to give you praise, not withholding nothing back, but to worship you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Won't you turn around? in faith believing and speak to somebody and say you're going to get the Holy Ghost tonight come on if they don't have the Holy Ghost they're going to get it if they got it they're going to receive it again come on I said tell somebody behind you you're going to get the Holy Ghost tonight and if you mean what you said you can be seated you know the routine. If not, you can be standing so we can know who you are. Amen. Be filled with the Spirit. Amen. I don't want to take a lot of your precious time tonight. Amen. We, we have undoubtedly heard a great word tonight. Amen. Uh, but the Bible says that redeeming the time because the days are evil. Uh, I could preach all night about the current situation of our world. And, uh, and the most of us will be appalled uh, by the things that are taking place. Uh, not only outside of the church, but things that are taking place on the inside of the church. I understand that uh, in the last days we're not going to see revival while I fight. It's going to take a conscious decision on the people of God. Amen. That we have to find out what the will of God is for our current situation, our current life. Understand that you and I have been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. 
Amen. No other time, no other season, uh, but God has handpicked each and every one of us. Amen. With our faults and our failures, our issues, he has called us together for one purpose, and that is to reach a world that is lost. You may ask preacher, how can we reach a world that is lost, filled with pornography, filled with sin and issues? Understand that Jesus knew himself that we will never win a spiritual war in our flesh. That's why he says, I'm going to give the church power, amen. Power, amen, to overcome, amen, the things of this world, amen. But understand, I did not come to preach about a half God who wants to fill your cup half full. But the Bible says that in the last days, it is God's will that your cup be overflowing. Amen. It's not enough to feel this experience one time, but every single time that we get together in the precious name of Jesus and the Holy Ghost begins to move, it is God's will that we be filled with the Spirit. Every single time we get together, friend, it's God's will that somebody really fills with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm not concerned about what you're going through tonight. I don't care what people said about you. I don't care what life has given you. I do know this fact that it's the will of God that you be filled with the Spirit tonight. We didn't come to play games or give you a patty cake sermon. You want to know what your purpose is? It's to be filled with the Spirit. Get a hold of this thing and don't ever let it go. Jesus knew the importance of being filled with the Spirit. Can I preach the praise temple that they know who you are? They know who you are. Ah, Brother Townsend just told me today, amen, that he went to, to begin to witness to somebody. And the moment he knocked on that door, he said tears begin to flow. Amen, down that individual's face. Amen, he didn't have to say a lot of words. They felt something moving in that atmosphere. I'm preaching that when you get a hold of this thing, you don't have to go around and profess who you are. When you get a hold of this thing, you don't have a shirt, have a shirt made that says Acts 2.38. When you get a hold of this thing, there's something on the inside of you that will begin to move up and down the highways and the byways. And it will compel them to come to the, I'm preaching right now. If there ever was a day and ever was a time for the church to be filled, it needs to happen right now. Because the days are evil. And I want you to know I don't mean to rain on your parade tonight. But the days are not going to get any better. Doesn't matter who they vote into the White House. Doesn't matter what laws Congress pass. This thing is not going to get any better until Jesus calls the church home. Until Jesus says, well done and good, that, and that good and faithful servant. But until that day, you've got to fight on your hands. You're going to fight. You're going to struggle. You're going to be tempted. You're going to be tried. Amen. To simply give up. To stop praying. To stop believing. To stop fasting. To simply stop trusting in a God who's always been faithful. Yeah. 
He says, I know the times are evil. But I believe God still moves in the dark seasons. How many believe that today? We can go back to the book of beginnings. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was not void. And darkness covered the face of the deep. Amen. It was void. It was total chaos. It was total darkness. But notice what happens. The Bible takes time to tell us that the spirit of God started moving. That tells me the earth was not form. It was dark. But before God ever did begin to speak into existence, he started moving. I'm going to preach to us that we know the world is dark. And the world is cold, but there's a God who's still moving. There's a God who's still redeeming. There's a God who's still healing. I don't care how dark it gets. I don't care how cold it gets. I don't care where sin doth abound. The grace of God doth I'm preaching that he's on the move. And nothing can stop the plan of God from coming to fulfillment in your life. Man, so we all have been brought to the kingdom for this time. Tell somebody beside you, you got purpose. Doesn't matter who you are, you've got purpose this, this tonight, ma'am. You've got purpose, sir. You've got purpose, young person. Don't let the world steal your identity. God has a plan for your life. Amen. You may have faults and failures, but you still fit into the plan of God. You still fit into what God's going to do in Madisonville. You still fit into what God wants to do in your life. You are the key to revival in your home. You are the key to your battle excellent loved ones receiving this Holy Ghost. So don't you give up now. Keep on praying. Keep on believing. Keep on trusting that God's going to do work. He's going to open a door. He's going to provide the need. But I want to know what God's will is for my life. Sometimes we focus on the things around us. We forget that God has a plan for your life. You may not be a hotshot preacher. You may not be a pastor. But you all have a purpose in the kingdom tonight. I mean, we still need pastors. We need preachers. We need teachers. We need servants. We need saints. So every single person tonight, God has a purpose and a plan for your life. It's not by happenstance that you're here tonight. God don't make mistakes. You just heard him say, amen, that from your mother's womb, God had a plan for your life. Amen, from your mother's womb, he handpicked you with purpose on your life. Sometimes we struggle with the fact that, preacher, my life is not perfect. Well, welcome to the club. God doesn't choose perfect people. Because I've learned that perfect people don't want a perfect God. But God chooses the broken. He chooses the ones that the world has given up on. He chooses the ones that the world has labeled less than. He chooses the unpopular one in the crowd. God doesn't choose the 
the one in front of the line. But instead he goes to the back of the line. Because the last shall be first. And the first shall be last. Amen. God doesn't go for the one who's rich and has it all together. But God said I want the one who's broken. And life is a wreck. Because that's the one I can use. And put them back together. I'm preaching right now. That your life may be a wreck. But he wants to put you back together. And your home may be messed up. And your mind may be messed up. But he wants to put you on his wheel. And put you back together again. Because you got purpose in the kingdom. It's purpose. You're needed. Tell your neighbor you're needed tonight. If we're going to fill this house, then you're needed. God can trust you with sickness. It's okay, ma'am. God can trust you with sickness because God sees a lot of people around you who just simply give up. But God said, I can trust you with sickness because you'll keep on praying when the doctors give up. I can trust you with sickness because when people give up, you'll keep on praying. And there's going to come a day when God heals your body and the same people who gave up on you are going to scratch their heads and wonder. I'm preaching that there's still a God who got some plan for your life. But I still want to know what his will is tonight, preacher. Simple. Be filled with the Spirit. And I understand that sometimes we struggle with receiving the Holy Ghost because understand it the Holy Ghost is what's on the inside expresses itself on the outside and people don't want to receive the Holy Ghost because it will change everything about your life it'll change the way you walk it'll change the way you talk it'll change the way you look it'll change the way you act it'll change the way you see people I don't know Jesus tells us that you gotta be filled with this kind of stuff it takes away envy. It takes away strife. It drives out worldliness. I don't know about you, but I need Jesus. I need more Holy Ghost. He said in the last days, said God, I'm going to pour out my spirit among all flesh. And the good news is tonight, it doesn't matter if you're black or white, rich or poor. If you got diabetes, he wants to pour the Holy Ghost on whosoever will. I wish I had a witness, a preacher. I went to a meeting one night. And my heart wasn't right. But something got a hold of me. It's the Holy Ghost. Think about the Holy Ghost. Evangelist or pastor or brother Gage. It's God's no respect a person. God don't care if you're in a wheelchair. God don't care if you're blind. As long as you can open up your mouth. You see, that's why the devil's not concerned about your hand claps. He's not concerned about your running around the church. And listen, all that is necessary. I, I love a church that just takes off running. But what frustrates the devil most is when you start opening up your mouth. 
That's why people, why do you tell people to open up their mouth? Because if you got the Holy Ghost, when you begin to speak in tongues, there has to be some kind of evidence. What's on the inside has to flow on the outside. And it is the adversary's job to make sure when you come to the house of God that you keep your mouth muzzled. But he has a revelation that the moment they start opening up their mouth, there's a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It's going to fill the atmosphere and the Holy Ghost is going to start moving and you can't tame the Holy Ghost when God starts moving it'll get on the rich and poor it'll get on somebody who walked in this building not expecting it but when the Holy Ghost starts moving it'll turn your world upside down it'll turn your life upside down Bible says and when they came out of the upper room Bible says that those people looked at them and they said they're acting drunk. Now I don't know about you, uh, before my BC days, in my BC days, my before Christ days, I used to hang around with my buddies and, uh, and I'm not in no way upholding sin, but in my heydays, after we would have a basketball game, we would go down to the local liquor store the guys didn't care how young we were. And we would say, we want the best thing that's on the market. Give us the best drink there is. We want to get a hold of something that's going to just make us forget about everything else. We just want to get, have a good time tonight. And we drink on that nasty junk. Wake up in the morning. Faces uh, everywhere else where they shouldn't be in the toilet. Faces outside we're, we're plastered got a, a headache but, but we still wanted the best thing that there was and one thing about this is we didn't care what people thought about us when we got drunk we didn't care how people what they said about us we didn't care how we act we just know we got a hold of something that made us feel good but the next day we had a headache and if we didn't have a headache Mama and daddy got a hold of us. And you know what happened back in 1982? We, we didn't believe in just patty cake whoopings. Mama and daddy left a mark that says you'll never do it again. So it, it, cost, it came with the consequences. But when I got in church, I began to hear about this Holy Ghost business. Uh, the Bible says when they walked out of that room for the Holy Ghost, the townspeople said these men are acting drunk. I said, Lord, how were they acting? They were acting crazy. They didn't care what people thought about them. Let me stop and pause and tell you this. But we come to the house of God and we fill with the Holy Ghost. And we're so concerned about what people say about us. We're concerned about how people think about us. I'm going to tell you, they didn't die for my sins. Nobody redeemed my sins. If it had not been for Calvary, if it had not been, I didn't come to be cute. I didn't come to be your best friend. I just want to be filled with the Spirit. So, they came out of this upper room. They were acting crazy. Drunk people bouncing everywhere. Before these men could say that they're drunk out of their minds, Peter said, wait a minute. Before you start comparing this 
with the world. Let me stop you right in your tracks. Amen. This is that which was spoken by the prophet that said in the last day, said, God, I'm going to pour out my spirit among all flesh. Amen. What they got a hold of, you can't buy at Walmart. Amen. What they got a hold of, you can't find in a JCPenney catalog. What they got a hold of, you can't find this thing on Amazon Prime. What they got a hold of is something from the heavenly host. I want to preach this tonight, friend, that the world needs to know who you are. And when they come into this building, they don't need to see pious Christians, but they need to see people who are filled with the Spirit. Your neighborhood needs to know that you've been filled with the Spirit. Your husband needs to know that you've been filled with the Spirit. Your co-workers need to know that you've been filled with the Spirit. Amen. The mailman needs to know that you got the Holy Ghost. The lawyer needs to know that you got the Holy Ghost. I want to know God's will is. And that's to be filled with the Spirit. And if God's going to do his part, that means I've got to do my part. How many got the Holy Ghost? Just raise your hand. My God, look at these people. Who said that? You know what I love is when you go places and you say, who got the, how many got the Holy Ghost? The first thing, you just got hands in those places, Brother Kevin. Somebody said, I got the real thing. I I can remember getting the Holy Ghost in 99. When I got the Holy Ghost, you know what I did? I got in my car. I rolled down the window. It was freezing in Kentucky. I stuck my head out the window and I said, I got it. Look crazy, but I got the Holy Ghost. I got the keys to the kingdom. It may look crazy. I may sound crazy, but I've been baptized and born with the Spirit. I wish I had a witness tonight. Somebody who could stand and testify. I got the Holy Ghost. I wish there was a Holy Ghost-filled person who would just stand and give God praise. Thank you for the Spirit. Thank you for the Spirit. Thank you for the Spirit. It calls you to act crazy. You lose your mind. I've been in service with when the Holy Ghost started moving. And it's like fire. You see, I, I was raised in California, and I've learned some things about wildfires. Is you can't contain a wildfire. Its purpose is to spread. Amen. The Bible says, as one who's referred before me, whose shoes I'm not worthy to tie, that when he shows up, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. In other words, what you got a hold of, you can't keep it to yourself. It's going to spread on somebody in the back row. Brother Gage, it's going to spread on your friends. It's going to get a hold of your family, when you tap into the Holy Ghost, it'll start moving when you least expect it. It'll start pulling people out of hell when you get a hold of the real thing. Moves it, moves it. So I want to know what God's will is. I want to know the days are evil, God. We, We don't know. We have all kinds of issues, but Between all that, I want to know what your will is for my life. Simple. It's to be filled with the Spirit. 
Now here is where you're going to have to help me out tonight. It's because we depend on this thing called atmosphere. The Bible says that he been Satan in the Greek that Bible, the word air in the scriptures, when it says that he is the prince and the power of the air, that word air inserted in the Greek means the atmosphere. In other words, he wants to control the atmosphere in this building. And there are people in the sound of my voice, you need the Holy Ghost. There's people, you need the refilling of the Holy Ghost. There's people, you're struggling with life. You're dealing with issues. And you want to know what the will of the Lord is? Simple, be filled with the Spirit. But it is the devil's job to control the atmosphere in this building. That's why it's very vital, it's very important that we take Scripture for what it is. When the Scripture says, clap your hands, all ye people, we're trying to create an atmosphere where God can, that's why it takes everybody. It's going to take the young, the old, the rich, and the poor. It's going to take we all, as a matter of fact, the scripture says to let everything that has breath. I don't care if you got problems. I don't care if your marriage is a wreck. He said let everything that has breath because we're trying to create an atmosphere climate to where somebody sitting beside you right now can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's dependent upon your hand clap. God's waiting on your worship. He's waiting on your praise because somebody in the back row, when they lift their hands and the Holy Ghost will move on them, I'm waiting on your praise, God said, because he inhabits in the midst of his people so every single person you're very vital tonight I need you to help me create an atmosphere because there's somebody broken there's somebody confused on life there's somebody thinking about giving up on life and I need you to help me praise God right now because I need there's something to change in this house brother Kevin we need the Holy Ghost to move but if God wants to move yeah. means we gotta do our part to create a climate to when God steps on the scene people are filled with the spirit so here's what's going to happen I'm going to have you help me out tonight it's alright I'm not going to pay you this on caution nothing we, I'm, I need you to help me create an atmosphere because whether you believe it or not the person beside you or the person behind you or the person in the back row needs God to move in their life. They need the Holy Ghost today. They're sick and tired of dealing with life. They're in a spiritual rut. They're in a cocoon. And the only thing that's going to get them out of that cocoon is the Holy Ghost. The only thing that's going to touch their messed up mind is the Holy Ghost. So what I need to happen right now, I just, I don't need everybody. It's okay if you don't want to clap or worship. But I just need somebody who will say, preacher, I need God to move right now. I don't want to hear another sermon. Brother Gage, don't have Brother Harper say another word. We need God to do something right now. And when we come together as one, when we come together as one, Brother Gage, and let the Holy Ghost start moving, it'll get on somebody who didn't expect it. But I'm waiting on somebody to clap their hands. I'm waiting on somebody to start moving. And when you start moving, God will start moving. And when you tap into heaven, He wants to keep you quiet, but you can't be quiet. I can't be silent. I can't be still. It's like, wow, I can't be quiet. I can't be still. I've got to move. I've got to shout. I've got to rejoice.
needs delivered. Somebody needs healed. Somebody needs healed. Somebody needs delivered. Somebody needs pulled out. God's going to do it tonight. Come on, you can remain standing. So when we set that kind of a climate, then what it does, it allows God to come in and set in. God will access the situation. Then what it does, Brother Gage, he'll give you a word. That'll let us know we got purpose. He'll give us a word that says, even from your mother's womb, before you came out crying, already had plans for your life. And then he'll bring us to a service like this. He said, but the will of the Lord is for your life, is that you be filled with the Spirit. That you tap into something that's going to change your life. I'm preaching to people that need the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm preaching to you. I feel like I'm on assignment. I, 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 it's been a long time since I took my jacket off. And I know that I said, Lord, I'm on, I'm, I've got my work cut out tonight. I, I come to go to war tonight. I'm trying to help somebody realize you need the Holy Ghost. Because friends will give up on you. But God will never turn his back on you. God's never going to give up on you. So I don't care if you got to climb a sycamore tree or press your way through the crowd. Oh, I don't care if you got to cry Jesus, our son of David. No matter what the case may be, before you leave this house, the will of the Lord is that you be filled with the Spirit. So I want every hand raised to the heavens right now in this house. Come on. Every hand raised to the heavens. I don't want you looking around at you because I'm just going to give you a little side note to something to think about tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost and I feel tonight, Brother Nathan, that I'm on an assignment. So whether you believe it or tonight, I'm coming after you tonight. So you might as well join the crew and lift your hands. I'm coming right where you are tonight. I'm sick and tired of playing games because God is not playing games. Because we desire to know tonight what the will of the Lord is. As to simply be filled with the Spirit. So here's what we're gonna do. I want you to grab a hold of that hand beside you again. That's why you gotta be careful who you step aside. Grab a hold of that hand because God's gonna do something right now. That hand that you got a hold of, I want you to lead them to this altar right now in Jesus' name. I said, take that, take that person by the hand. I don't want you sitting in your pew. I don't want you to think about it. Just come on. That's it. There you go. Don't think about it. Just come on. Say, come on. We're going. We're going. We're going. We're going. I'm not, not going to wait. Come on. Come on. Hurry. 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 Listen, we don't have all night. Come on. Can I, can, I can I tell you this? Can I tell you what the Holy Ghost is not about? The Holy Ghost is not just for a select group of people. It's not just for the, the 18 and over. 
My son was five years old when he got the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. The Holy Ghost is no respect to persons. And if you're hearing the sound of my voice, you can get the Holy Ghost right now speaking in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. So here's what we're going to do. If you're in the back, I wish you'd join us. Here's the first step in receiving the Holy Ghost. You gotta have faith to believe. Anybody believe? Anybody believe us tonight? We're on the right path. Second step in receiving the Holy Ghost, you have, have you have got to have already repented. Anybody still believe in old-fashioned repentance? Here's what we're gonna do to help you out. We're all going to repent right now in Jesus' name. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to repent right now. One, two, three, right now. God, we love you. I pray, God, for every heart right now, Jesus. Search my heart. Uh, forgive us of our sins. Jesus, we want to be made new tonight. God, I pray, let revelation fall in this house. Let the gift of the Holy Ghost move right now in this house. God, forgive us. We're turning away from our wicked ways. We want the Holy Ghost. We want something new. We want something powerful. We want something dynamic. I pray right now, Jesus, touch us. Rearrange us. But God, forgive us tonight. All right, you've already repented. I hope you have. Now, let me just throw this at you. The Bible says that Peter stood up and he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Before we go any further, I believe it's very vital, very important, that not only I know, but that you need to know. Have you been baptized in Jesus' name? There's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. I'm going to give you a quick Bible study. There's not three ways into heaven. There's just one way to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Whatsoever man do a word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus Christ. Baptism is a deed. Amen. Accept the man be born again of water and speak. So in other words, you've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. So faith says, preacher, I've been baptized in Jesus' name. I want you to raise your hand. Now, if you got your hand down, that's okay. That's a good thing because you're in the right place at the right time to be baptized in Jesus' name. And the good news is the water's warm. So if you don't have the Holy Ghost, if you've never been baptized, in, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name, I want you to throw your hand in there. Listen, I don't care if you're 5, 55, 20, 26, 38, 50, doesn't matter. Somewhere, somewhere between birth and, and 100 years old. If you're somewhere wrapped and you've never been baptized, I want you to throw your hand there. You guys are making this easy. That's great. So we all been baptized in Jesus. And that's great. But now, I want to know what the will of the Lord is tonight. He said, be filled with the Spirit. So, woo. So here we go. So when you receive the Holy Ghost, you will be filled with the Spirit, but there has to be evidence. In other words, you got to open up your mouth. I've seen people yell at their kids, yell at the dog, get excited about a baseball game when it comes to open up their mouth. I want to be 
filled with the Spirit. So here's what's going to happen. There's people around this altar. You don't have the Holy Ghost. But Brother Harper's going to be your best friend tonight, all right? I'm going to help you get the Holy Ghost tonight, all right? So if you're in this house and you don't have the Holy Ghost, I want you to shout right now. Listen, nobody's looking at you. I want you to shout. I'm going to get the Holy Ghost tonight. the Holy Ghost. Anybody else want to just say, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. Here, it doesn't, listen, young child, if you want to tell your mom, I'm going to get the, tell your mom, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost tonight. Daddy, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. Papa, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. Preach, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. That's called faith. God can operate with faith. So here we go. You ready? Here's the first thing. I don't want you to worry about the Holy Ghost now. I want you to forget all about You can think about the cat, the dog, the mouse, the termites, but forget all about the Holy Ghost. Because you're so focused on the Holy Ghost, you forget to praise God. So here's what's going to happen. I want you to focus on anything else but the Holy Ghost. Everybody agree? All right. So now here's what's going to happen going to take your hands. Let go of that person beside you. It's okay. Here's what I want you to do. If you, and if you're younger than three years old, four years old, five years old, need the Holy Ghost, your mom and daddy's going to pray for you. I believe it's going to happen tonight. But you hear me? The rest of us, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take those hands that you got beside you, and I want you to raise them as high as you can. You can look at me if you want to. That's okay. I don't my wife seems to think I'm a pretty good guy to look at. So you got permission to look at me. But here in a second, you're going to close your eyes. You got your hands raised. That's right. Now here's what's going to happen. Now, I want you to close your eyes because I don't want you to focus on the one behind you, the one beside you. I want you to focus on Jesus right now. Now, here's the next step. And I want you to answer. This is very crucial. Don't you worry about what it sounds like. But there has to be a sound coming out of your mouth. Don't you worry about what, I don't know how many times I've got to say this, but don't you worry about what it sounds like. You let it go. Hear me? Now, here's the next step. Now that you got your hands raised, we understand that. Now, it's going to take praise. In other words, when you lift your hands, you close your eyes. All you've got to do now is open up your mouth and start praising God. Thank God. There you go. But there's got to be something coming out of your mouth. There's got to be a sound. There you go. See? See? See, there we go. Now, I want you to get louder. I want you to get louder right now in Jesus' name. Come on. There you go. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's it. Come on. That's it. Lift your voice. Come on. Lift your voice. That's it. Lift your voice. The Holy Ghost is going to start moving right now. Come on. Lift your voice and start praying. Let the Holy Ghost start moving. 